Yo, yo, this is Treasy. And I'm Young Leezy. And we are the On Ear Network. We know you've heard our tag at the end of this show, but it dawned on us that we've never really introduced ourselves. So we wanted to invite you to listen to all of our podcasts. Right now, our roster consists of And Then We Had Sex, a comedy couple that talks about their sex life with an occasional celebrity. The Locker Room, where men take off their filters and say how they really feel. And Grams of Snow, for your underworld and organized crime stories. And of course, Kind of Movie Critics which is our show, where we deep dive into movies and TV. So if you enjoy this show, check out some of One Ear's other podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's start the show. I'm not here to tell you that you're not going to fight. Every single one of you, you are all going to have to fight to control your posts. It's going to happen. All talk in the world... All that authority you think you have, that just that goes out the window when some cat out there wants to try it. When you have to fight, man, you gotta win. The last time I checked, aren't we supposed to win the fights? If we lose the fights, we lose the streets. Let that sink in. Baltimore is a poster child for the basic failure to stop lawlessness. Hi, friends. Listen, man. Grams of Snow podcast. What's up? You know what I mean? Your favorite underworld dwellers. You know, (laughs) the ones that talk about the drug game. We're the good people in the belly of the beast. Yeah. The mafia shit, street gang shit. Uh, teenage addiction say, shit. Uh, addicted children. Yeah, poli sci, crooked cops. Now we got to add that to the roster. Would you? I Would mean, you? it's, it's going to well, be technically drug the shit. drug dealer. So, ooh, okay, okay. Well, okay. Te- technically, you're right. Yeah. Technically, you're right. It's a, it's a lot going on. You got to with the end the, of the episode. You know what? It's, yeah. it's a lot going on with the Baltimore. With the Baltimore police. Baltimore. Baltimore. You know what they do. Enough. They're going to drag you for that. <laughs> They're going to drag me for that? Yeah. I'm sorry, PG County. Holla at your boy. I don't know if... That's not PG County, right? No, actually. No, no. Yeah, I do not. know for sure, actually. Not, not, yeah, I don't know. PG not, County. That's and not PG County. They're like 40 minutes from each other, an hour, maybe, depending on traffic. You think so? No, no. I've driven, I've made the drive. I used to live in PG County. Yeah. I don't know if it's 40 minutes, but Depending whatever. on potato, the beltway, 395, getting anywhere is 40, 50 minutes. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact, man. But yeah, Grams of Snow, we are them. And not like the pronouns them, but we are them. Keep going. You know what Just I mean? Please keep going. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to skate on past that. Jesus, God. Um, covering, you know, we got done with Snowfall. You Hopefully you kept up, kept up with us for Snowfall. If I you didn't, talk. go binge it. Go binge it, please. We, we do the best Snowfall breakdown. Period. On the free market. You know what I mean? Pablo approved. Jesus, God. <laughs> Pablo approved. One of those episodes, huh? Is this where you are today? Okay. Uh, yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm in a good place. Love that. Um, but you know, let me go about introducing us six. Oh God. And for all of our listeners that follow us, that did listen to the Snowfall series, um, for everything that's not Snowfall and BMF branded as it sits right now, it's a, it's a. It's a slimmer version. It's like grams of snow light, right? Did we even do it for BMF? Yeah, we did it for BMF because because we, we did pick songs and yeah, such. We, we did, pick, yeah, we did. So like with the snowfall, you know, we do the weigh-ins, the breakdowns, the Rico awards, and the songs. 
Um, you know, it's kind of like a, a like a four act structure, four or five act structure. And uh, we just don't do that with anything that's no. outside of Snowfall and BMF. This, we, we, the whole episode is just kind of like weigh in slash breakdown. So just letting, even, yeah. just letting you know that's that's what this is going to be. Um, but they usually anyway. end up longer, which is funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, because like Euphoria episodes are usually like an hour and a half to two hours every time. There's a lot to talk about with Euphoria. Yeah. Euphoria was doing a lot. This gonna be the same. There's just a lot. There's <laughs> a lot of characters in this shit. Sis. Marlo. Yeah, Marlo and his poop and his motherfucker too. Playing <laughs> both of these niggas is playing cops. Crazy. But anyway, man, it's your man Young Treasy. And since this is not drug dealer stuff, you about to say something. Crazy. We're gonna do. We're gonna do. People in the judiciary system for the series. Okay. So you got me, A Mike, per usual. Oh, God. Per usual. <laughs> young Treasy. One of those days. <laughs> young Treasy, AKA Manzito. Instead of Lanzito, you know. I don't know who that is, gonna be honest. You don't know who Lanzito is? No. Oh, then you're probably not gonna know who the second person is neither. Lanzito was the judge that presided over the first OJ trial. Okay. The one where he was, if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. I was alive but very young, I feel like. It was like 95, like that, wasn't it? Uh, It was more like 90, yeah, 94, 95. I was like five or six. Wow. Yeah, I was born in 89. I was definitely in high school. That's crazy. Yeah, I was in high school. I, I I remember the day that that verdict came out. I was wearing, the only time I've ever done something crazy like this in my life, bro, with my hair, because I used to have hair. Oh, God. I was wearing plaits that day. Wow. I, I, uh, one of my homegirls, she had did my hair in plaits the night before. All right, old dog. Yeah. That's who I thought I was, low key. Okay. Like, no, I mean, that's not who I thought I was, but, you know, niggas was heavily influenced by the life you was living West time. Coast gangster right. culture. Shout out to West Coast gangster culture. Cause you, did you have the color for our bands? I did. Yeah. Blues oh, and reds. Blues, reds, and greens, actually. Oh, of course yeah, you did. I mean, because that's just what was available to her mm-hmm, to mm-hmm, do my mm-hmm. hair. So I, mm-hmm. I wore my hair in plaits, old dog style, and heard the not guilty verdict. In school. School was in an uproar, by the way, when that happened. I was in Texas. Burke Burnett, oh, Texas. okay. Burke Burnett. If anybody is near their Google machine, type in Burke Burnett, Texas, and just, just you know, just give it a doozy over. It was Burke it's, Burnett? It, it's, yeah, it's it's probably about 20 miles south of Oklahoma. So it's like top, oh. it's like top Texas. Uh, but I lived in Wichita Falls, Shepherd Air Force Base. My mom was military. But I went to school in Burke Burnett, Texas, the whitest shit I've ever done in my life. Um, yeah, man. And, and, you know, you can feel the unwelcomeness of being a black man <laughs> in Burke Burnett, Texas. But I made it through. That's I think I helped, it helped shape my uh, ability to talk to all types of people. So shout out to Burke Burnett, Texas, even though it was the middle of nowhere. It did have a hand in shaping who Young Treasy, a.k.a. Manzito is. So anyway, that other voice that you hear talking. The other voice that you hear talking, right. that's crazy. Right. Well, I, I, there has to be some mystery in building up to it, Six. You understand this. It's just the... Uh, huh? uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so dismissive. Is it dismissive? No, I'm, sorry. I'm dragging it. Okay. I'm dragging that's it. That's good. See, I thought you were... Would you call it a, a man's what? A, a man what? What's the word that you use? Like you're an advocate for men? Oh, a meninist. A meninist. There you go. Yeah. yeah I thought you were a meninist. You spoke... I am. You're not supposed to be speaking on these... Uh, insufficiencies are you okay yeah i'm a meninist not not dumb and i'm still a girl <laughs> a woman six you're a woman most days any you're a fact no probably not probably most days you might be a stone cold nigga but <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> my, my co-host b mike six god 
aka Marsha Clark. See, she was part of the oh, she was the she was part of the defense team that was going against OJ Simpson. Was she a white? Duh. You called me a white woman. Okay. I've called you plenty of white women on this. Uh, I mean, and every time I think I make an uproar about it, so we're just gonna keep informing. Yeah, yeah. I called you Betty White, and you liked it. Well, Betty White, you know, she's she's one of she's the seven the, she, whites we allow. Fam, we allow a lot of whites. And no, no. Who is we? You speak a lot of French. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm speaking singular French. I got about name. seven. Seven. The seven. And that's dwarfs. pushing it. Uh, and not the little rapping white. We're not doing that. Okay. Yeah. Let's not do that. Um. Ask me how my weekend was, Six. It was good. Thank you for asking. Okay. What'd you, you do? You, I did, oh, I did something very special. Okay. But but I found out I was nominated for an Emmy, Six. You did. I found out I was nominated Emmy for an Emmy, Emmy nominated six. Trees Jobs. So, so you got to put respect. Let's the talk about it. Okay, the price of the brick went up, Listen, yesterday's price. Yeah, it's not today's it's price. It's not today's price. Yeah, price of the brick Okay. This podcast has an Emmy nominated, yeah, Emmy nominated filmmaker on it. Okay, right. Period. So, so uh, just put that in your motherfucking asshole and smoke it, <laughs> <laughs> and smoke it to anybody who uh, has that a, is who produces this podcast. An Emmy nominated. That's why the podcast be so fucking. That's why, my nigga. That is why. You feel me? Them just be like little mini films themselves. And dog. that's just that on that. You see what I'm saying? I appreciate your support, sis. Always. But uh, I'll drag you again next week. But this week you get me nominated. You so. gotta put respect on the name yeah, this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. And uh also also, man, had an amazing crew that we shot a little documentary for uh the little end. documentary. It's Emmy nominated. Shut up. Uh, no, not this one. <laughs> Tired it, of you. Not yet, I should say. Tired of you. Um uh, a little documentary for the, and then we had sex podcast. Very fire. Which is uh, my favorite podcast couple. Some people crazy. Uh, and the fastest growing podcast in PG County since we, <laughs> since, since we talking, since we talking wire Burnett. shit. Yeah. And Burt Burnett, right. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, they did a live uh, podcast in Virginia Beach. They did. And um, we covered that and had like a five man film crew. Well, five cameras, but it was like a seven man film crew. Fancy. Uh, pretty much like follow them throughout the day, man. I love and that. got some really intimate moments with them, man. So shout out to the squad uh that helped with that, man. One of them being a, a very big fan of the show, Martin the Mail, man. Oh, my, one of my co-hosts on kind of movie critics. So Martin hates me. Uh no, Martin fucks with you. He just be calling you on your bullshit. Martin hates. So he hates me. <laughs> no, that's what you think is hating? Is somebody I'm, holding you accountable to your I bullshit? I promise you I'm a girl still, even though I'm a feminist. Wow. So telling me I'm wrong means you hate me. Wow. Hello? Okay, so there's no I'm accountability for women. Got it. I'm still a girl. I just have to be a feminist. I'm accountable wow. like when it truly matters. Okay. Not about like my opinion on frivolous things, but like Got when it. it truly matters, yes. I'm, you know, I do my best to be accountable. But when it's, you know, my mm. opinion on a television show. No, all ways are my ways. <laughs> Queen of Hearts okay. out this bitch. Like. I think I fully understand what's happened. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to get into about this show, Six. We, I was pleasantly surprised. I went into this thinking I was going to hate it. How? Oh, that's right, because you didn't like The Wire. That makes Stop sense. Stop saying that. That makes sense. You that thought is The not Wire true. was mid. He is a liar. No, that is that, no it's true. documented. No, it's not. <laughs> it is, Your lie, you tweeted, yes. That is not what I said. <laughs> Okay, so I don't know how you thought the team that was behind structuring, putting together, and bringing us the wire was going to deliver mid. No, no, about... no, 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 no. I don't know if I thought the show itself was going to be mid. I normally don't like content like this. It normally makes me really uncomfortable. Mm, explain. Um, I am not exactly the biggest fan of any police department. 
Um, okay. And so I do my best to not watch things that trigger those feelings, like about like police brutality and, and uprising, things like that. They just don't, to me, it feels like, it can feel like trauma porn sometimes. Oh, okay. And I just, I don't watch it. Um, but with this, they, they showed what they needed to show. Mm-hmm. And in his first episode, at least, without banging it in your face constantly. Yeah. It's like, you know, this is happening. Right. We can describe it and you'll be fine. I'm not going to make you watch it constantly for an hour. Well, they definitely banged it in our face. I'll say that they mentioned the name Freddie Gray at least a no, hundred times. No, no, that's fine. I right. mean, the actual visuals of oh, it. Oh, right, Besides right, right, Herschel, right, right. you know, hitting that guy on the curb. And I cover my eyes for that. I don't like looking. I can't. Interesting. I lived through that. Like that was, you know, that's uh-huh. my, been the, not the crux, but a lot of my social media life has been since that. Like it was at 2014. When you say you lived through that, you mean you've personally been through that or just experienced it on social media? I personally experienced um, police brutality. Okay. okay. Um, but not just that. It's in social media, too. Like the 2014, you know, that's when all this, not when all of it happened, but when the social media part of it began to be, we we could see it everywhere. Right. Um, and that's kind of all, that's a, a lot of what social media is now. Mm. And I avoid it there, too. Okay. Um, but I was I was pleasantly surprised that I don't mind talking about it. Mm. I just don't need to see it constantly. I know it mm. happens. Got it. So, yeah. That's was, that was the pleasant surprise. Not that it was quote unquote good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think I follow you. Yeah. And, and that's interesting too, man. Um, uh, Just going back to, you know, police brutality. You know, it's funny, man. I, I, I asked this question amongst like a group of my friends. If they've ever had like a very um, sort of like uh, um, just an out of control experience with police, right? A hundred percent of them have. I've had a gun pulled on me by a cop for, for, because my wife parked in a loading zone. I, literally, that is, my wife parked in a loading zone. I was coming out to get inside of a car, in the car, she, you know, in her yeah. car, because my license was suspended at the time. Mm-hmm. And he pulled up crazy from like across the street was basically watching my wife uh, and, and clocking how long she was sitting in this space. So he pulled up so erratic and this was in Norfolk, by the way, of course she pulled up, he, he pulled up so erratic and um, he did it in just such a way. It, it was jarring to me. I never like had no experience like this. Mm-hmm. And I was just, you know, kind of trying to let him know, Hey, you know, showing him like, Hey, I'm getting in this car. Um, and he just proceeded to basically, I don't care. I'm giving her a ticket. Like, just wilding out over okay, a Okay, then give her a zone. ticket, but why are you wilding out like this? Like, Yeah, well, I mean, I, I probably did something that, like, uh, I probably shouldn't have did. You know, like, I, I talked back. That, so? <laughs> I talked back. So I, I what? Know, I know. You grown. I know. You can't, I mean, okay, so uh, just, you can't talk back. You're an adult talking to an adult. Uh, yeah. Talk, that's not talking back. That's a back. good point. That's There's no such thing. Point. That's not your parent. Thank you for correcting me. Thank you didn't you talk back. You had a conversation. I had a, you're absolutely right. And you as a man spoke to another man. And that conversation <laughs> led to that cop pulling out a gun point blank on me. It's the craziest thing. My daughter was one years old. Dog, there was a cop in Virginia Beach who pulled me over 12 times. Mm -hmm. I know it's 12 specifically because Mm -hmm. I made a report about it. He has since retired, was allowed to retire. Mm. He would pull me over just because he could. Mm. And he would tell me that. Hey, Miss Williams. Mm. Just want to remind you I can pull you over, take you to jail whenever I want to. Have a nice day. And we'll drive off. Wow. Can you get out of the car? I want to see what's in it. No. 
You know I can you got any warrants out? I can make one appear if you don't. Wow. Twelve times. Wow. Whenever he saw me, he pulled me over. Yeah. Fuck those kind of police. And 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 tis the reason that I'm glad something like this exists. Mm-hmm. Because I can tell they finna drag police's ass. They finna drag police's asses. The first couple of minutes, I wasn't sure. Yeah. First couple of minutes made me nervous. Okay. Cause and you kind of understood the speech that the guy from The Punisher was giving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you amazing actor, John Barenthal. There I'm sorry, you go. go ahead. Um, while you I don't like it, it's kind of like again, this is they're police officers. Right. So I guess this is kind of the pep talk that you give. Yeah, you want to fight these people, but don't. I get it. If it worked, we'd do it, but it doesn't, right? So and so those first like five, six minutes, I was like, these people about to this going, I'm gonna hate this fucking show. I'm gonna right. hate this fucking show. But then as time progressed, yes, I was like, "Oh, it's finna go down." Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so I guess we can start there, man. Um, and if we haven't said, I mean, it was the name of the title, but we own the city. Yes, we own the city on HBO Max, bought to you by the people who bought us the wire, mm-hmm. and actually directed by the guy who um um directed King Richard, actually. Really? Yeah, uh, Marcus Ronaldo Green, I believe is his name. But he did an amazing movie called uh, Monsters and Men, okay. which was kind of like um, a, a story sort of broken up into, I want to say maybe about four different perspectives of like- Crash an, style? An, yes. And centered around, centered around somewhat pre- police brutality. It was like a situation kind of like what happened with the um, the brother in New York- um, that uh got choked out for the cigarette was that Eric Garner? Yes. Uh, rest in peace, Eric Garner. It was kind. It was kind of yeah. like an incident like that where uh um a a guy gets basically shot and killed by the police office by a police officer for like just a random stop, or you know just a random like stop and frisk sort of thing that mm-hmm. they do, that they do in New York, and um uh there you know there was kind of like real life with Eric Garner. You know, a resident of that neighborhood had was taking video mm-hmm. and, you know, witnessed the whole thing. So it goes into like his story. And then like him and his, you know, his girl, they just had like a newborn baby. He uploads the video and then that turns into a thing. And then it, it and then it follows like a, a cop, John David Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays like a cop, you know, basically within this precinct with, you know, dirty motherfuckers. But he's a good cop, good family. Um, but he kind of does something that's a little asinine to a kid that's in the neighborhood. And then we follow that kid and, you know, and the kid, be, it's it's just a really good story. It's like four different perspectives of like how an incident like this sort of like shapes a community. It, it was really good. It was really good. Um, um, but, but so I wasn't shocked to see that he was attached to this. Okay. Because of the material. He knows how to handle this sort of material. Gotcha. Uh, just sort of this omniscient, um, you know, story. But anyway, uh, a good place to start, I think, is the Wayne Jenkins character, right? Like the 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 Punisher. Okay. Uh, his name was, uh, I think it was like Sergeant Wayne Jenkins as we meet him. So, all right. You got you got that they, it this thing is split up into two. Is he Wayne Jenkins? Yes. So they were serving a warrant on him? Or was his name there because he was a serving officer? When when you say there, what do you mean? When they went to the house, 
mm-hmm. um, and busted the door or whatever, mm-hmm. when the Punisher went to the house, mm-hmm. um, they showed on screen a warrant being written up for Wayne Jenkins. Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't a warrant. It was like an activity log. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So it was, you know. That makes sense because it was two days in a row. So yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. They, they they had a couple of entries for him. And and I... So this this show does time hops. Which is fine, yeah. But yeah. I just... I I didn't know what that... I assumed it was a warrant, not an activity log. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. But but the, this is me kind of like laying out the the roadmap here because it took me a second to sort of realize this that like we're bouncing back and forth between two different time periods a lot mm-hmm. right so we got 2017 which is supposed to represent present day mm-hmm. and then two years earlier 2015 which is i guess and and tell me if this is how you received it as well um it's kind of showing how the feds built a case against these people and yes it's showing the impetus I think the only, for the most part, the only time we're in present day, or is it present day when they're t- when we're with the civil rights um, office? No, that's 2015. Then I think most of the show is 2015. Yeah, it's kind of a half and half thing, and it jumps around seamlessly. I don't know if it's half and half. I promise you, it is. It's it's almost half and half. It's almost half and half because it's like um, uh, or I mean, it may not be a direct half. I and think half, most but... of the show is. 2015 i think the first maybe 10 minutes mm-hmm. might be us int- being introduced to mamadou and getting kind of a baseline mm-hmm. and then until the last maybe seven to eight minutes mm-hmm. when wayne gets um i don't want to say arrested he does get arrested yeah, oh, yeah maybe I mean, 10 minutes so it might be 20 minutes that's in 2017 it feels like i think what we're seeing for the most of it is mamadou explaining how we got here yeah, okay then yeah you're you're right you're right and that's what it's yeah it's not i'm only nitpicking because that's going to be important to how the story feels and reads yeah it is but there are some moments that are present day that you think are before like what um like for instance when um um when she's talking to the new police commissioner. That's before, because present day is back when he is indict, um, going up there to see Wayne. That's before he'd only been a couple months, and they didn't even talk about him. He talked about Hersel and La, yeah, Laronde or something. Yeah, like that. and Laronde. That's you sure per- that wasn't present. Yes, I'm sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If only because that's when she announced we have a new commissioner. It might it might have been a little bit after that conversation with the mayor, mm-hmm. but it's not present day because okay. it's only a couple months. You're, then, then I think you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Then, so it it definitely does lean heavy in the 2015. I think it's the base for this, what the story is. Right. Is okay. Okay. Hmm. You're right. Then. Yeah. You're right. Then. Um. I think, like I said, I think we get into present day with him when Wayne gets arrested, but. Right. When they're talking in his office, it's just a couple. He said he only been commissioner for a couple months. Right, 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 right. You're right. Because they let go of the commissioner bats and then he came in. Mm -hmm. So so what we're kind of getting is like a change of regime. Yes. Right. Like we're, you know, the 2015, I guess it's kind of right before the 2016 elections, right before mayor election. And the mayor announced that she's stepping, well, she hadn't announced it, but she told them that she was stepping down, right? 
Um, so there's a change in regime in mayor, change in regime of the police commissioner. Wait, most of the, only the first couple minutes are 2017 then. Because at the end, Wayne is talking about how it's only been eight weeks and his arrests are, are up. And that's still in the wake of Freddie Gray. That's all. And we don't. And because Mamadou is, he's being interviewed by the feds. Right. So that means they've been arrested and they're cooperating. And right. we didn't even see Mamadou in, in um, the arrest with Wayne. So that's in the past as well. When, when Mamadou is cooperating? That's present day. But at the end, mm-hmm. when Wayne gets arrested, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that Wayne and Mamadou knew what was going on together. They, they feel, they seem like they were in the same vein because Wayne was stealing. Well, yeah, Wayne, so, clearly. So, Ma- Mamadou was as well. Right. So, only G-Money. maybe the 10, G-Money, <laughs> 10, 12 minutes is present day then. Because at the end, it's still in the past. It, again, it might have been a time hop to where it might have been a couple of months after that conversation with the civil rights um, office, with the young lady, from, with the, um, the young lady, but with the woman from Lovecraft. Right. But that's not 2017 either. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's actually a really good point. Because he was cooperating. That means everybody had been brought down. They It was time to deal with whatever. No, that was present day when they came and got him. Couldn't have been. It, no, it was because... because how, how? Because of him and Mamadou working together. Well, it's not... They're, I don't know if they're working together. It can be assumed, right? Well, my argument—I could be wrong. My argument for it is, in the way that I took it in, mm-hmm. is that they are because they're doing the same thing. Right. Hence, and that's why the tracker device was there. They were robbing people who they were right, right. So, for me, it's okay. They get arrested because Mamadou wasn't there when Wayne got arrested. Not that we saw. Right. So it means it took time to get to him too. Yeah. So that. I think I think what Mamadou did put them on track to get Jenkins. That's, Wayne Jenkins. That's perspective. Okay. That, cool. that, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. And and I could be wrong. I'm I, rolling. I can roll. I'm, yeah. I I think what I think, but I can see your point too. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess more will be revealed. Yeah. Because. But somehow that's related. It's it's definitely related. Yeah. All right. So so all right. Let let's. Let's try to like unpick this because it's so much. It's so many fucking characters. Where are your so, notes? I got so Let's many just notes, go for bro. Your, but my notes are broken down by scene. You want to do that? Yes. For this, just to get it, just especially to get it going. for this first episode because okay. of the time hopping. Okay. Just to establish when what's happening, and then next episodes we can go full course. But this we need like to establish that. when what. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I'm with that. Okay. So Wayne Jenkins addressing the officers. That's 2017. They mm-hmm. put that in the thing. Matter of fact, yeah. Matter of fact, what happens at the end is in present day because there was another activity log that said 2017 when he was addressing, he was basically addressing. Um, the 28th, it was the next day. You're right. Yeah. It, well, I don't know if it was the next day. But, but it, was it was like, the same month. It was close. They were both yeah. in February. So, yeah, it was definitely 2017. February 7th. They were both in February. So what yeah. I think what what's happening is whatever G-Money is doing. Got them to him. Got them to him. I, I think that. that's what's okay. happening. All right. So boom. Then we see Mamadou speaking with, uh, uh, speaking about Wayne Jenkins in an interrogation room. Mm-hmm. Cool. Who you initially think is a drug dealer? That was my initial thought. Yes, I thought he was on some like. I thought he was a CI. 
Me too. And I, on some like WeeBay shit, because they was asking about the towers. Yes. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I put in work in the towers. Yeah. So I thought he had killed a few niggas in the towers, which still may be true. I just thought he was a run-of-the-mill drug dealer. I didn't think that we were going to find out this nigga was a whole cop. Oh, me and you were same page with that. Because when I saw it, I said, I thought oh, that was a great twist. That was a great one. A fucking great twist. Because y'all robbed a stash house. Yeah. But, we'll and, was, and, and was partying with Brill. <laughs> okay. Was partying with the fucking, with Brill. I knew something was crazy because they robbed the drug dealer and spent it all at a strip club. So y'all have another source of income because why would you spend right. all of it on titties? I like titties too. Right. I too would like to throw 20s at strippers, but you just going to spend all of it? Yeah. Well, homie did buy a Rolex, by the no, way. No, no. He stole a Rolex. To the victors, go the jewels, not the spoils. Oh. The jewels. Got the jewels. Right. Shakespeare shit. Shakespeare shit. That's not what he said, but. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, Mamadou, he's cooperating with the feds. So who who's in that room is federal agents. We know that. Yes. Now we found that out at the end. Okay. Um, then we go to Wayne Jenkins and his crew breaking in the Baltimore stash house. They find guns. And then there's a whole thing. And this is 2015. I want to say this is this happened in 2015. That was 2017. That was 2017. That's the first time we see activity log. No, that's the second time. The first time we see it is the first time we see it is before is before he start. That's how the show starts is an activity log with Wayne Jenkins. I pro, I know that for sure. It starts with an activity log with Wayne Jenkins. I know that for a thousand percent fact. Like the first scene or something. Like the very after the HBO. Home. Okay, then I I could have been yeah. grabbing a drink or something. Okay, yeah. yeah. The first so so that's the then second, the second time, time then. Yeah. But I do know it said 2017. That is 2017. Yeah. So this nigga gave a speech about about well, but I guess what they were doing was on par with the gun because his whole thing is he's part of what's the name of the department? The gun task. It's like the gun recovery task force or some shit. Oh, I wrote it down. He's the gun trace task there force. There you go. Yeah. So it makes sense. You're breaking in this place. You maybe Don't beat nobody up, dog. All this has to stick. It, it, right. And it kind of felt that way when you saw that cop hit the nigga in the face. And he looked at him like, like come we on, just dog. talk about not. Right. I just gave a whole speech to yeah. niggas about this. So when And they again, go, that speech, I hated that I understood it. It made a lot of sense. I hate that, though. No, but, but the thing is, I think, man, we got to get, we don't have to, man, but we got to get out of this place of like, there are some. There are definitely some cops that are like Herschel, mm-hmm. just pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. I don't think that is the overall feeling of everybody in the department. The same way there's like some piece of shit niggas in the hood, but everybody shouldn't be judged by those piece of shit niggas. So living in the hood and being a cop ain't the same. It's not. But we're talking about populations and peoples. It's always the numbers. Like it's not. Like like we we always concentrate on the few. A cop picks a job, right? So, and yes, in our communities, we are responsible for one another. Mm -hmm. But it's much different than being responsible for your coworker, especially the kind of job that you have. A bad cop isn't only a bad cop because of their behavior. I I don't think that. I think all cops are bad for several reasons. One, because the job they're asked to do is outside of their purview. Period. You think because say that one more time. The job, the actual activities and jobs that police are asked to do, mm-hmm. is outside of their purview. When you say purview, what do you mean? Um, their area of expertise. Maybe purview is not the right word. Their area of expertise, right? Like if I call and say, "Hey, someone is here and they're feeling suicidal," uh-huh. 
the last person to show up should be a police officer. Okay. So you said that's the basis for why you say all cops are bad. Right. It's not that they as people are. Mm. You're bad at your job because your job should not exist as it is. Okay. Right. And then you have things where you have cops like Herschel and no one does anything about it. Right. That is what that is to me what I mean when I say all cops are bad. Hmm. There are cops like Herschel where that is a bad person. Yeah. Right? Like you are bad, period. Right. You you were bad when your mama had you. Like someone should talk to your mother about this. Right. But for me, the police being bad is this thing, y'all, you're not supposed to be doing this job. Of course you're bad at it. Uh, we, the the logic is flawed. I'm going to say that, Six. I, I respect what you're saying. In my opinion, the logic is thoroughly flawed. Um, but I get it. That's, 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 it's good to understand the lens of how you're looking at it. Um, I'll say like, even in the scene where Hertz, when he beat the guy up, you had the black cop that's like, yo fam, I'm calling an ambulance. I'm not calling a fucking paddy wagon. Cause you're, you're but the problem is, you know, he acts like that. The problem is you knew there was no reason to pull that man over and you did it anyway. The problem is when you get back to the station, Agreed. you are not going to report Hertzl. You see what I'm saying? That is the problem. Mm. That is why you are. That is why he is a bad cop. Because well, as a cop, you should be taking care of this neighborhood. That's what you signed up for, or what you should have signed up for. I get what you're saying, and, and that's and, not what and, you did. And I mean, I you know, again, I, I don't. These don't represent all the cops on the force. You know, like, they, but where would you classify Hawk and McDougal then? The two cops that basically, how I'm how I'm understanding this show, this whole thing gets unraveled by McDougal. That McDougal is Jimmy yeah. McNulty. I'm about to say he's the McNulty of yeah. it. Yeah. And, you know, he he starts, he he's the one that's questioning, like, yo, they do shit like this in Baltimore. And yeah, again, I can acknowledge that there are good people who have chosen to be cops. Yeah. I completely acknowledge that. I know good people who have chosen to be cops. Right. It doesn't change the fact that the job that they have chosen in and of itself mm -hmm. is flawed and they can't be good at it. There might be aspects of your job that you're good at. There might be things that you do well because you are a good person and compassionate. Like when he said, hey, if you're going to keep doing this, bro, get you some Narcan. Yeah, right? right? Like that that's a good thing to do. Yeah. Ask him, yo, who are you getting this from? Because they're killing people. Yeah. It's a good thing to do. Yeah, but thing. just like McNulty, I'm sure McDougal will do some bullshit that's going to fall under it being his job. But I, I feel like the bullshit that he's going to do is like the bullshit that bad cops do to citizens. He's he's probably he's going to be doing that to the bad cops. There's no way to do his job effectively without doing it to citizens as well. Mm, I, I I want you to remember you said that. Okay. Because at the end of this, but I also don't it's think a TV gonna... show. I'm talking about real life. <laughs> yeah. Well, so real they can life... write whatever they want. Right. But in real life, <laughs> but I, I, but I think real life is even less severe than you're than you're talking about. I okay. think I I think there's some people that just genuinely care about the community. I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah. I'm not saying so. That, so I'm you're, not saying they're bad people right. at all. You're saying the concept of police is just bad altogether. It is extremely flawed, and it needs to be refined. There are a lot yeah. of things that police do they should not be doing, which inherently makes them bad at it. Yeah, well, I like mean, you, I, like, yeah, I think, I mean, but I think that's the. That is why, that is what a, for me, a cab means. Right. You're bad at it because you should, you don't know how to do it. Right. So of course you're bad at it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I get, I get more of what you're saying now. Yeah. It's and, not that I don't think every person who chooses to be a police officer is a bad person. Yeah. I don't think every person who chooses to be a police officer goes into it with some insidious thing. I think a lot of police officers. Mm -hmm have this idea that I want to take care of the people I'm around and, I, and who I live with and who I'm serving. Mm -hmm. But your job, as it exists right now, 
should not exist that way. Yeah. So you cannot be successful at it yeah. because you're not set up to be. Uh, I, now, I, I, yeah, I understand a little bit more what you're saying. And I, and it's I not, yeah, it's not that they're bad people. It's not that I think, you know, oh, you're a piece of shit. Choose. No, I, I get why a lot of people choose to be cops. Like, if, hey. If, I, right. If you're saying there's like aspects of their job that are like. You shouldn't it, have it. You're not a social worker. We're right. So you're like, not a conflict resolution person. Right, right. <laughs> like in that capacity, you know. But but yeah, one would say you are kind of a conflict resolution. You're supposed to be a conflict resolution. You're not person, set up for you know it though. No one trained you to do that. You went to academy for twelve weeks, where you ran or or you like did a bunch of PT. Well, academy is a little bit more than that. Sure, but twelve weeks not long enough to learn how to do proper yeah. conflict resolution. I mean, that's, that's a fact. And all the other things you learned how to do. So okay, so they kind of talked about that too, right? They, they, this is why this show is about to be the shit because it's really addressing some of these micro things you're speaking of. I like, might feel about this uh -huh. because it feels more real time to me, right? How I wanted to feel about the wire, and again, I didn't dislike the wire. Right. It just wasn't groundbreaking to me like it was when you could watch it in real time. Yeah, well, you you came around to it in the 2010s, or right, like in late 2010s, like 2019. Yeah, is when I watched it for the first time, right, and it was out in 01. Right, right. So, so I was like, oh, I know, like, all right, cool. Yeah, and and we've had so many things that sort of like it wasn't groundbreaking anymore, right? That yeah. took that took the thing that they did and made it special and did right did it again. So I may feel that way about this, is what I feel like, uh, because the content for me uh -huh. feels more fresh. Oh, so you feel the way I feel about the wire about this is is what you're saying? I think so. I think okay. I'm going to. Okay, yeah. yeah, I think so too because they're doing a lot of like they're giving us a lot of nuance, right? And that's what the wire was good for too is getting us to understand how the politics affected policing, and how policing affected the streets, mm -hmm. and how the streets affected the politics, right? You know what I mean? And how the newspapers affected all of the shit, yeah. You know how the media affects it. So it seems like it's doing the similar thing here where it's like. How a bad cop, an incident that happens with a Freddie Gray, turns into, you know, a, up, thing. a, a thing. Uprisings on the streets, uh, citizens pulling out phones for every arrest. Even them addressing that when that white woman said a riot and he was like an uprising. He, right. And I the, like that. That was dope. Yeah. Right. That was dope. And then how that affects the way police police, mm -hmm. which, you know, homegirl from, uh, uh, Lovecraft. Lovecraft Country. I need to find her name. Yeah, it, it, uh, Woomy. It's an yeah. It's, I don't want to mess it up. I know it's an. It's and, a, and she's British too, I believe. Really? Yeah. She's Amanda. Yeah, she's Amanda. She's an she's an amazing actress, man. I really Sophie something. I think her name. But anyway, yeah. If you could find it. Yeah. Um. It, how so? You know, she called out that like the police officers just stopped like arresting that guy and got up, and she was like. What this is basically saying is, is that if they can't police the rough way, they don't want to. They police. don't want to police it. Yeah, which I I think that was somewhat of a as a very obtuse statement. But I but I Wun do see. Mosako. Huh? Wun me Mosako. Huh? Wun me Mosako. She's yeah. amazing, amazing actress. Amazing, yeah. Um, but yeah. So how like the uprisings affect police? How it affects the judicial system? Because you got this whole uh decree situation that's what do, what do they call it some kind of decree. consent decree yeah consent decree or yeah that 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 they're dealing with because of you know this untimely death and you know civil suits and all of this stuff and then how how that affects police attendance and police resources 
to the point where somebody like the Herschel can stay on the streets because they're understaffed. Mm -hmm. And he's somebody who's not afraid to get out and make shit happen. So he becomes somewhat of an asset to the department. Quote, unquote. Right. Quote, unquote. Um, but then you have these other police officers that are outside the scope of what is happening in the city that probably have ambitions to become police officers in the city and how like. Who don't understand what that means. Yeah, they don't understand it because it's out their station. They take policing very seriously. They're very good at it. And then the bullshit that the city cops are doing starts affecting their shit and they mm -hmm. have to be the ones to sort of like fucking uncover this whole thing so so that seems like the groundwork that's being laid out right there's there's cops that take their job seriously and there's cops that are taking advantage of the position that they have and then eventually there's an overlap and when that overlap happens just by the feds being introduced in here which apparently these are based on real stories uh, mm. uh, uh, apparently I watched like a little vignette documentary on, on the joint. There's a book that this is all based on a book called we own this city that was written. That was that pulled from stories that actually happened in basically what, how they described it was the wire showed you like um the wire showed you the flaw in the police department. Mm -hmm. Right. It showed you like how the city just wasn't able to handle what it had going on. What this is showing you is that this is the next iteration of it, which is these are police taking advantage of the situation that nobody is there to really police them. The overcorrection. The, right. Yeah. So so this is a natural progression of the story. Um, but yeah, the, apparently these are a lot of this is pulled from reality. Okay. Of things that really, really happen. So it's easy to believe. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, all right. So I, we, we keep going down these, which is fine, but just to keep on going with the uh, chronolog, you know, the chronological order of, of, of what happened here. All right. So what do you think? What was, all right. They raid that stash house. Mm -hmm. They get those guns. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, Wayne Jenkins is looking at something. Money. Okay, it's because I I felt the same way. Yeah. All right, so two people think it's money, so and I think that's why they didn't money. show it because now they're setting you up to figure out because we saw that G Money was stealing. Yes. So now we get to see how that how a lot of people were doing that, and I think that's why they didn't show it. It was a stash house. All those weapons are there, right? And all that coke was there in the other room, right? There's money in the closet. Then. There's money in the closet. Yeah. Okay. All right, so boom. Um, Wayne uh, Wayne Jenkins comes back, and that's where we meet Detective Souter, who is Marlo. Yes. All right? Um, and I'm guessing the way he was talking to him. You wanted to be one way. Right. The way that he was talking to him about, like, he basically said in that exchange, we found a bunch of guns. We're going to run them through ballistics. Y'all have a bunch of unsolved murders. So yep. I'm assuming that Detective Souter is homicide. Homicide, yeah. Um, then possibly the ballistics on these may match some of your unsolves. Right. And this is how we work together. Right. Um, and they, but he seems very reserved as if he knows something about Wayne. They have history, right? So he must know something. Probably history, but for me, again, tinfoil hat, maybe. Mm -hmm. He's involved in whatever's bringing down Wayne. Ooh, I like that. When I watched it for, so 
when you get to the end, you realize, oh shit. Mm -hmm. So I watched it again. Right. And for me, it was like, hmm, you Mm. seem really like you don't want to be a part of this. Right. Why wouldn't you, as a homicide detective with six unsolved in the past weekend, right? why would this not excite you? Mm. Okay, there's something happening here and you know what's happening. So I felt like maybe he was involved. I like that take. Yeah. I like that take a lot. So basically, they're doing undercover undercover cops to get cops undercover to get because again, Yeah, because again, everybody seems to know everybody here. Yeah. Because when Nicole asked, hey, who is the bad cop? Mm-hmm. The name on the tip of everybody's tongue. Herschel. Right. So Daniel it seems like Herschel. if... If you have a big enough reputation, mm-hmm. everybody knows. Mm-hmm. I feel like Wayne Jenkins has a big enough he, reputation. Re- he, I mean, he made that clear at the end. You know right. who I am. You know? Right. And he walks. I mean, even that's what makes this guy such a good fucking actor. The way he even walks around is like, I'm big shit. Because he was amazing in The Punisher. I love The Punisher. He was. He was He was amazing in King Richard. Didn't watch it. Oh, Michael you Holden. tripping, man. I know. I know. He was amazing in Sicario. You seen Sicario? Yes. Okay. He was yes. amazing. He, everything that he's in, man, he just, he goes fucking balls to the wall man he's just a really good actor and he's definitely believable in these asshole positions like <laughs> yeah like that asshole where it's like you an asshole but you right yeah and i don't like that so i like you even less <laughs> six don't like that no nah, you can't be mean and right yeah <laughs> um all right so boom so i like your take that that detective suitor is part of what is bringing this thing down yeah i like that let's let's because they probably have worked file. together a lot Okay. If you're finding a bunch of guns all the time, and I'm a homicide detective, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. But also, if, if I'm a homicide detective and I know how these people are dying and why, you only finding guns is strange to me. Well, that's his job. He's the gun recovery no, no. task force. Yeah. But you're only reporting that you find guns and drugs. Oh, and not money. Got it. Oh, I see what you're and saying. And you only tell, and you're probably reporting less drugs than you should be reporting. Right. That's a possibility too. Right. Um. All right. So boom. Then we're back on G Money, and that, and this is where they first bring up the name Shropshire. Yes. Brill Antonio Shropshire, who I'm going to equate that to all my wire listeners. He's like the. He sounds like the Avon Barksdale. Okay. Right. Like Shropshire. He's the. He's the. He's the head of a a specific organization that is selling heroin. Because I think that's the drugs that they're dealing with here is heroin still. Yeah. That's crazy. 22 years later, it's still the drug, Uh, right? It's cheap in oxy. Um, Yo, that blew my mind when he said, because I don't know the street value of these things. They're the same thing too, by the way. So when you're popping perks and taking taking oxy, drinking lean. It's heroin. You want dog food, just so you know. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I thought dog food was cocaine, but that's fine. Dog food's heroin. Okay. That's good to know. Good to know. I'm I'm glad I'm I'm, I'm not out here misrepresenting. Um. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that, you know, Brill, which I'm going to, I'm going to say something here. Okay. We have a podcast, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the name Brill, you ever seen Enemy of the State? It's older. I feel like I probably have seen it, but. Really good movie. That that, that was the movie that for me. Something I should revisit as an adult? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. It's a really, it's a good movie. It's Will Smith, Gene Hackman. Um, basically it deals with like counter surveillance and NSA, you know, um, this guy witnesses a murder on camera. He plants a camera that, that sees a murder. Okay. 
And that tape ends up making its way to Will Smith, Will okay. Smith's character. And Will Smith spends the rest of the episode running from the NSA because they were involved with the murder. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so they're basically tracking down. This. So it was, it came, the movie came out like 98, but it was probably one of the first movies that really addressed this idea of like central intelligence, government. And like all the technology that they have to sort of like Big Brother is watching. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it was one of the first movies that I can remember, like in modern times, that really addressed that. Okay. Because this is 98. Um, and it's one of the Will Smith, better Will Smith movies, if you ask me. But anyway, the reason why I bring that up is because um, Gene Hackman's character in that movie was named Brill. Okay. And Gene Hackman's character, Brill in that movie was very heavy counter surveillance. So he was the guy that was off the grid that had like, that knew all the technology that like the government was using and knew how to use it against them or knew how to proact against that. Um, I was, I found myself wondering if that name had any, you know, it's just one of those little seeds that like, if somebody knew it, it correlates mm-hmm. to where the guy Brill, Antonio Shropshire um, is maybe technologically inclined. Maybe. I thought that until we saw him in the strip club. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. Okay. But, but I'll, but I'll say something like about what I noticed between the wire and this, right? The wire, they were getting niggas. The internet was new, right? And they were getting niggas off of beepers and payphones and shit. Yes. And then you had the cops like Herc and Carver, who were the like the beat cops that will whoop your ass and pound and you know pound you to the ground, all this shit. Then you had like the Lesters and the Presbluskis, who were way more cerebral, like they understood the technology. And what what this kind of shows you is that that la- that twenty year lapse in time has like closed the gap. To, so now you have like cops that are like very good on the ground. But then they're also technologically inclined and the technology is way, way more accessible. They had to they had to have like acts of Congress to get the surveillance that them niggas got in that van to watch them dudes the next day. Right. I don't, do you remember? the? I know I'm getting long winded. Six. I'm sorry. Do you remember the episode on The Wire where Herc and Carver had to like basically do wild shit? Carver had to put the camera on his credit card to get a camera to watch Marlo. Mm-hmm. And Marlo fucked him over, put the camera somewhere, and they drove it somewhere. And these niggas had to track Marlo down, like tried to track Marlo down to get their shit back, right? Because it was a big deal that, like, yo, this camera is so fucking expensive. Yeah. Did you peep? These niggas had, these niggas staked out one night. And was like, yo, G&E is coming to put the cameras up tomorrow. Next day, they had cameras that zoomed in the niggas' fucking license plates and all types of shit overnight. Yeah. To me, that was a that, that was one of those, like, you know, like, this is how f- far shit has changed in 20 years in policing. Whereas, like, 20 years ago, it would have taken an act of Congress to get somebody to sign off on an okay Just for this Just because they didn't have as much access to it. Yeah. 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 But that lets me know that, like, the criminals have to develop that fast, too, right? Like, like the criminals have to know shit now, like, yo, don't take my cell phones on missions, right? 
I don't think that matters anymore. There's no such, I mean, even if you got a brick, but everything is traceable. Doesn't right. You can take your phone at this point, like, <laughs> take it. They gonna... Um, maybe, maybe not. But I, I guess the only point that I'm making is that, like, the technology changes. It changes policing, and inherently because the 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 business model is cops have to catch criminals. So inherently, if cops have to catch criminals, criminals are going to get smarter. Mm -hmm. So it makes me wonder how technologically inclined Brill, the Shropshire family, is. Because originally, when that tracer, when when homie found that second tracer under the car, the first thing I thought was like, especially thinking that these niggas was was not cops, they was gang related. Right. I was like, oh shit, the fucking cartel got traced. I mean, the little not cartel. <laughs> that was that was OD. That was OD. You really thought the plug was put a tracer? That's when I was yeah, like, no bullshit. No, that's when I was like, okay, who's a cop? Okay, okay. So me and you were because it wasn't thing. like a, it wasn't a tracer you could like buy somewhere. Exactly. It was, that was like a tracer tracer. Like, oh, who else is a cop? Because this isn't like an air tag, mm -hmm. right? Like Apple didn't make this. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. This looks like theirs. Right. Okay, so who did it? Got it. That was my first thought. Or it was a, is the city tracing him to not say anything? Because they kept saying that, you know, the city is, you know, it's big brother. It's the big brother who's an asshole. Mm -hmm. Baltimore City versus the county. So I was like, oh, they're just not reporting it. Or they were saying how. We can't involve them yet because they do all kinds of crazy shit. And I was like, okay, it's them. Mm. Who is the cop also looking for them? Mm. I didn't I, I didn't jump the cartel, nah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And the cartel was the wrong word, but the Shropshire people. But I, yeah, I didn't I think do. it was the plug Got looking it. for them. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that that we definitely thought two different things there. Yeah. Okay. So I, I guess where I was going with it is kind of irrelevant then. Um all right. So then we get introduced to uh, the the dudes out in Bel Air, the um, uh, McDougal and Hawk, they come to mm -hmm. an OD, you know, someone at OD, obviously off heroin. Yeah, and the, the woman who called nine one one was actually dead, mm -hmm. and homie came to, and you know, they 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 started questioning about where he got his work from, and he gave it up. Right, I, I get it from a dude named Black Anderson. Anderson yeah. Um, at the uh, what they call Alameda. It? Uh, Alameda, yeah. So is that a that's like a yeah, known it's a real, location. Yeah, um, it's a the name of strip mall. Okay, okay. See, I didn't know that. Uh, I thought it was like a strip club for mm -hmm. uh, for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. All right, so niggas is dealing out of a, a strip mall, which we do see like yeah, it's pretty common. A few scenes, right? Yeah, but these niggas' operation was like so fucking. But like the but like the cop McDougal went and talked to you and said yeah. BPD can pull up and they don't flinch. There's a reason for that. Right. You're allowed to operate. It's Amsterdam. Yeah. Amsterdam. Amsterdam. So so And that's honestly what I thought of when I saw when we realized they're cops. Right. I was like, oh, this shit's like Amsterdam. Right. Cause I was like, if I saw that vest, I was like, now why this man? Why does little light skinned skinny man have a vest? Oh, he has a because he that's crazy. Right. Hold on, light skin skinny man, which guy? The one who got the Rolex. Oh, oh right, 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 right. The Victor right. of the Jewels. <laughs> the Victor of the Jewels. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's very interesting, man. Cause these niggas' whole operation was mad sloppy. Drive through with that. Drive through. Ain't got to get out. Pull up like Mickey D's. <sighs> that shit crazy. They probably making money hand over fist though. Damn. Um. So, 
the is so bumblebees right mm -hmm. is that the brand that homie is like is that like the brand of bags that they were like that they were putting the heroin in um usually is it stamp basically? And again not yeah not that i know or anything but usually people you want your work to have its own label yeah. so people know like blue magic it's a brand name it's a, i stand beside <laughs> yeah. so it. call that, it blue dog food <laughs> like but blue dog shit excuse me that's the question i'm asking though was bumblebee the brand name or is bumblebee code word for like is that like what I they don't know call heroin a... bags, and I just don't know it. No, it's not. It's not cold word for heroin. So it's the brand. Yeah, there was a sticker on it. Okay, it's got just it. the identifier. Got it. Got it. Got he it. He was saying I found bumblebees all over your room. It's because there was a sticker of a bumblebee right. on the heroin baggie. Okay. Yeah. So that's gonna sting you, basically. The, the work is gonna sting you. Sure. <laughs> or you just know every time you see a bumblebee because that's weird as fuck to be in a heroin bag. Uh, oh, yeah. that shit from from Shropshire. Right. Okay. Or maybe because it's honey. It's that honey heroin. I don't know that anyone would say heroin was sweet. I mean, niggas who use it would say that. Nope. Don't don't think that. Mm. I feel like it probably burns. I don't know if it's if it, maybe your sting was closer. Well, probably. I don't mean. I don't mean. I don't mean that literally. I mean that like in the sense of it. You know. Anyway, a heroin addict go to sleep after they shoot up. So I don't know if they saying much about it after, and they gonna wake up needing some more. They so. gonna wake up and be like, "That was that shit, nigga." Right. They nodding, so I don't know if they're going to call it honey at all. Right. Okay. They might uh, call it melatonin. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you stupid. You right, though. That'd be a fire-ass name. Melatonin. Please move on. <laughs> fire-ass name for a brand of heroin. Move on. Oh, uh, Then we get introduced to Nicole Lady. She's driving. She records. Mm -hmm. Um, And she sees the incident with the cops, and then she takes that, she takes that information back to her people, and she gets introduced to this new guy, Ahmed, Ahmed from mm -hmm. Philly. As soon as he said Ahmed, I knew he was from Philly, because that's where that's where all the bros are. That's where all that's where all the Muslims are. That's where they at. All the what? The Muslims. You know it's Ramadan. Is it still Ramadan? <laughs> Dude, are you okay? <laughs> I'm just fucking around, man. Come on, man. I love I love my Philly niggas with the beards, man. Called him Ahmed, Ahmed. and this said Muslim yeah. and said that he knew he was from Philly. What? Dirt? Go During ahead. Ramadan? It ain't even I need the backup, don't I? Go I ahead. Need, I need the backup. I fuck with my niggas. I fuck with my NOI niggas, all that, man. Jesus God. The fruits, all of that. Um, But yeah, man, you know, Baltimore and Philly, man, that's like sister and brother cities, man. So, you know, boom. Psh. Yeah. Ain't nothing but a bump and a jump. Goddamn. <laughs> I wish y'all could see him. <laughs> like, <laughs> a nigga swaying back and forth for shit. Like, a bump and a jump. Um uh I, I kinda wanna stay on, on these Bel Air cops. I kinda wanna stay on McDougal and uh and Hawk. Cause McDougal was doing some real policing, nigga. Okay. Like um He's definitely the McNulty. Yeah. He's 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 pulling the band-aid up, man. He's finna get a whole heap of shit. I mean, he had no, he went to the feds early, nigga. He's seen. Which also is, a, well, if these are based on true events, then maybe it's not a stretch, but yeah. it felt like a stretch. Like, really? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. he just like, that, that was another huge difference too between this and The Wire. It seemed like The the Wire, when niggas took, peop, took shit to their superiors, their superiors didn't want to do nothing. They took this jump to Shorty and she and every time, yeah. Oh, I guess well, maybe, we need to write a second, another, another warrant. I think that goes back to your point about 
technology and the capabilities, mm-hmm. right? Um, for good or for bad, as policing got, I don't know if it got any worse, but as it changed mm-hmm. and as um, the way that criminal operations change, you needed more leeway to make things happen sooner. Mm. You have to get rid of some of that bureaucracy and red tape. So it's, this probably happening. Yeah, go ahead. Mm. And I, I I hate to say what's the worst that could happen because we've seen some of the worst that could happen. Right. But we've also seen, I, I don't take away from the fact that there are horrible things going on outside. Mm. And that sometimes like, okay, can we fix it now? Especially in a place like Baltimore. Right. Um, at that time where people get harmed by this behavior. It doesn't matter the pathology behind it. I mean, it matters, but on the other side of it, are people dying? So it's like, hey, if you can curb it now, go ahead. Like, sure. Even a good cop is like, hey, let, let's fix this somehow now. Right. And let's take the appropriate channels. And sometimes you have to open up those appropriate channels. So I think this is a byproduct of what you were talking about earlier. It had to change some and get a little bit more lax and accessible. Right. Uh, yeah, well, that that it, it clearly did, man, because... She was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, they got right. warrants. You got like, a hunch? All right, let's go for let's it. Let's go for it, yeah. But also, that's probably a product of him being a good cop. It could a trustworthy be. cop. It could be. It could be. Or maybe that comes from like... The, then maybe this is where the push comes from too, like the political pressure because something like Freddie Gray yeah. just happened. Um, you know, uh, there's a, the red tape has been lifted. Was that in the past? No, I think Freddie Gray. No, 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 no. Oh, that was 2014, Freddie Gray. Yeah, uh, yeah. Freddie Gray was 2015. 2015. So yeah, yeah. So this it was literally the wake of it. Yeah, and there that and that's kind of. It that's seems right. Like they were this, trying for the consent decree. Yeah, that's. It almost seems like that's what this show was kind of like. This is sort of like the hinge point for the show it was like Freddie Gray was the thing that like was the next wave that sort of like the next thing that put a wave in floodgates right opened in, up in, in, in the in the politics. Everybody and, got brave because what happened was wrong, clearly, clearly. And people had a people were doing the appropriate things in the, as far as the uprising, things like that. Mm-hmm. And a byproduct of that is it emboldened other people who were doing bad things yeah. by saying, oh, we can get away with shit now because they're scared. Yeah. They being the police. And on the opposite side of it, it emboldened bad policing yeah. to say, oh, well, now I can justify because they're all being assholes. So everybody just decided to come out guns blaring mm. on both sides. Like, well, if y'all going to act up, I'm going to act up. What's up? So. Mm. Yeah, that's that's stick. I Liz, I felt that man when she said she was stepping down. Yeah, I'm mad at this. <laughs> she was like, actually, you know what? You know this what? is not. I ain't running again, but baby, this is not my ministry. Mm-mm. Yeah, this is too much. Cause, cause you're, you're. It's already Baltimore. Let's, let's be honest. Baltimore's Baltimore. Baltimore's Baltimore. So I'm already, you know, but this here is different. That's not what I said. This yeah. is not because nothing you say in that particular. Yeah, there's nothing you're gonna do that's gonna make the situation better. Like people are gonna want hard hitting. You know, certain people are going to want hard-hitting police tactics, law and order people, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to want that. And then, you know, there's other people that are going to want, like, wait, like, like take police off the streets altogether. Mm-hmm. There's no, when you have that many extremes, even if you're the most centrist person, you're, you're, you're going to be looked at as, like, not taking proper action on either person's side. And it happened on your watch, no matter what. Yeah, it happened on your watch. It's it's never going to come off her jacket. You know what I mean? And then your police commissioner trying to go to Greece. (laughs) This nigga. She's like, you know what? I'm tired, actually. Um, 
Get him the fuck out of here. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm gonna leave right after. Him. Yeah, okay. that's a fact. I, so maybe I still got. He I had still the got right some Years left left on his on his thing. He had the right idea. <laughs> yeah, I made a couple dollars. Yeah, leave with some political dignity. Right. Let me get the fuck up out of mm-hmm. here. I know my ministry and what I can handle. This ain't it. Um, we're we're gonna fast forward a little bit. I, I, we're not gonna go through every single scene. Okay. Um, but we are gonna keep things chronological. I think all those last few things that I that I bought up, those are 2015, right? Yeah. It's all 2015. Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought the conversation with McDougal and Kilpatrick, who apparently is the cop on BPD side that is working the Shropshire organization. He seems he's to be... county, though. That's important to point out. Oh, he's county. He's county. He's not city. Ah. That's that's why he was saying we can't involve the city. Right, right. You're absolutely he's right. He's Baltimore County. He's Baltimore County. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're absolutely right. Now, I like this guy. Yeah. I like this guy in terms of like, you know, this this unit of McDougal, Kilpatrick, and Hawk. I really like this unit because, okay. because these guys are guys that are taking their police work very seriously. Um, they have the right idea. They have the right idea. They want to do something good for the area they live in. Right. Kilpatrick seems to be probably the most well-versed on the Shropshire organization. Well, he's been tracking for a while. Right. Yeah. Um, but wasn't familiar with the dude Black, Anderson. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was familiar with him, but not in he the He didn't city. realize he was he part was of it. related yeah. to that, right. Um, he dropped a jewel on them niggas when he went inside that work van. When they were, when they were looking at the thing, he dropped a jewel on them talking about how there was an incident where Black was caught with 300 grams mm-hmm. of heroin in the towers. Uh, what was it? BT, whatever towers. Bel- Belvedere Towers, I, I think. I think so, yeah. He got caught with 300 grams of heroin in Belvedere Towers. Who used to work at a Belvedere Tower? G-Money. Ta-da! Exactly. So that, and got away with it. To me, that's when the connection happened. Like, mm-hmm. I was like... Oh, well. Oh, that's when you recognized him? No, that's not when I realized he was a cop. Because I didn't realize he was a cop until... But you found the connection at that point. I didn't didn't make a connection until I watched it the second time. Yeah, I made that connection at that point. I was like, yeah, okay. So what it started sounding like to me was... uh, uh, The conclusion that I jumped to immediately is that in 2017, Black is dead. They killed Black. Okay. Right. Um, Because it sounded like... I th- my brain went to immediately that black probably started snitching, right? Like mm. it, because you had he they said like you have to give up something. Three hundred grams is fed time, so yeah. for him to not even, you know what I'm saying, to get any repercussion behind that. You oh, have you to think give by it. snitching you mean two G money in them, not on G money in them? No, snitching on Shropshire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you G- mean two G money, two G not money. on? Okay. Well, no, no, no. Because I didn't realize G money was a cop at that point. So I thought that like no 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 I'm not saying this point I'm saying in general your idea of him snitching is on the other drug dealers not on the police correct okay was it was on the other drug dealers so my my train of thought was G money is part of the Shropshire organization yeah that basically robs niggas I, I thought I put him in the category of Omar. Like, of Omar slash Weebay. Okay. I rob niggas and I handle my business in the tower. So I'm like, okay, he's got bodies. Mm-hmm. So when they had this story about this nigga selling in BT, basically that's what was happening. Mm-hmm. You're selling on Shropshire's turf, but you're not Shropshire's. 
Like at one point you were selling underneath him and sounded like, and then it sounded like you kind of tried to pull an Orlando and go out on your own. Okay. And when he did that and didn't get busted, I took it like, okay, he must be working with feds or he must be working with somebody against Shropshire. And my, my thought went to, this is why G money is being questioned because he killed this nigga. Okay. And that's what he's that's what he's doing being interrogated by motherfuckers. I'm I don't know if that's is that still where you are. That's still a possibility. Not wrong, but I hear you. Yeah, I don't. So what I don't understand, and maybe you can help me here. Does G Money work for Shropshire? Nah, they're just friends. They just grew up together. Yeah, they just know each other from the neighborhood. They grew up in the same area. I think that G Money is there because of that shit with Wayne. There, that is the connection for me. I don't know if Wayne rolled, but when you start pulling the strings, yeah, stuff can unravel. And I think that G Money has them for whatever reason he decided to flip. Yeah, be it a saving of time, be it a family that he may have, right? Be it saving whatever it is. But I think that's the connection, not him murdering someone. So you think, you think Wayne rolled on G Money? Nah, I think that G Money was found. When you start pulling into that string, everybody gonna pop out. Like G Money was found, and he decided to talk for whatever reason. And that's the thing that got Wayne Jenkins. Mm, I don't know. I don't know what order that's in, but I think that G Money is there because of that, not for killing someone. I'm flexible <laughs> on whatever order it is, Wayne first or G Money first, but they are connected in my brain. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I do think that, like, um, so now knowing what we know, him not getting popped over 300 grams was probably because he knew G Money. I think that they were working together. Right. So, all right. Either he pointed him to somebody with stash, he gave up the stash, something. He gave up He gave up somebody and said, hey, you can do this instead. Or he maybe became a quote unquote CI. I don't know if you're really a CI when the cops are also dealing and stealing. But <laughs> right. they built a, rela- a, a working relationship, I guess. Okay. For that. Um, that's what I think happened there. I think it was a, I know about you. I heard about y'all. Mm. Y'all be out here doing A, B, and C. You let me go. I'll make sure you get whoever else you need and let you know who does what. Because Anderson, Black, work for him. Work for who, G-Money? No, no, no. For Shropshire. It's so, he had to. He had his product. So right. we're going to bust your right, house. Right, 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 right. So now put a tracker on your car. I know where your, what your car is. We were in a gun task force. We shouldn't know who you are. But we found him. And he said, oh, this is a new new dude. Because remember, no one knew they worked together. So he knew Booty anyway. Go ahead and take him out. He ain't doing too much, no way. He's selling the white boys out in Bel Air. But here's the thing. See, I don't know if he worked for Shropshire anymore. Because it sounded like he was trying to go out on his own. That's where the 300 grams comes from. No, no, no. In Belvedere Towers. Anderson had that? Yeah, that's what they were. That's that's what when homie got oh, when, that's when okay. I got to that van. Got you, got you, got you. I have a flip. I have a flip. Yeah, okay. he was like, I forgot to tell y'all. Like this nigga got caught with three hundred grams a couple months back. Oh, then yeah, I'm rolling. He definitely gave up Shropshire then. 
he, he traded something to be able to let go. Right. So he must have been the CI that got the whole ball rolling. And then there's no way that G Money was involved in because they robbed him. Right. So here's what I'm really trying to understand. I'm trying to understand the fiscal relationship between G Money and Shropshire. Because Shropshire, it sounded like Shropshire put them two niggas on the mission. You supposed to put Nick cops on payroll. That's just smart business. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But is it deeper than that though? Is he I mean, like their is it kind of like what 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 it seems like um what was the boy name on Snowfall that that Louie had on the payroll that we just talked about this nigga? Buckley. Buckley. Is it like a Buckley situation where it's like, yo, you're kind of my muscle? Nah, I don't think it's like that. I think it was a symbiotic, hey, leave me alone. Okay. When you but because again, they weren't afraid of BPD at all. He said, they come out there, they don't even flinch. Doesn't matter if a car rolls by, they don't flinch. Don't matter who in the car. Right. They see BPD and don't flinch. Right. It was a you tell them leave me alone. And that way only I can move out here. Right. So if I give you the these other niggas, y'all gonna leave me alone? If I tell you where to find A, B, and C, because how you know where that stash house was? Which stash house? The first one. Because they had the tracker. No, 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 no. Not Anderson's house. When they went and got the, um, the first one, we see them break into but, the big bus. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that's related. I don't think that's related to Shropshire. I do. All, okay. No, no, I, I think that not like directly, but I think it's a that's part of the trade off. It's a with Shropshire anyway. Mm-hmm. It's a you leave us alone, and I'm gonna get you what you need, just not us. Okay, so you think Shropshire is cooperating? With, with police. Well, not cooperating, working with them, which is cooperation at the same time. He's using them to pull off, to get rid of the competition, basically. I think I'm conflating Shropshire and Anderson, if I'm, now that I'm thinking about your argument. Yeah, well, so, be, it, not it, your argument, but your question. Right, and 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 that is very easy to do because they're, they're time jumping, and then they're talking about, it. what's happening is like this, it's... I th- think that Anderson is doing what I just described. Okay, Anderson is putting niggas on the case to get certain things. Yes. See, now the only problem with this- To help him this, move up in ranks. The only happen. problem with this is that gun bust was 2017. Anderson got caught 2015. So you're talking about a two-year latency. So if you're talking, I don't think you're talking for two years. You're talking for an X period of time to get your, to get sort of like is your- Anderson in jail? Well, he got busted at, the, at, this, at this Red Roof Inn. And I think, that, yeah. Anderson, remember, so when they, they did the raid. They didn't find anything. He'd already got robbed by the police. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That is true. However. No. Nah. So he's back on the streets, basically, is what you're saying. We'd, I, probably. We don't know. Yeah, like, they didn't the find street. anything. But the but the situation that happened with the towers, when, they, when he got caught with the 300 grams, already happened. Correct. Right. So, all right. So they're probably gonna. All right. So, so now the question is, why did they rob him? See, that's what I want. That's what I'm trying to ask you. See, because like, what it seems. All right. G money and the nigga who stole the Rolex. Or was it Shropshire cops. who said, "Let him go. He's mine." Was it that? No, Shropshire. It almost seemed like Shropshire greenlit them robbing him. No, no, right, sure. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that 300 grams. Uh-huh. When they pulled him over, 
Did they see the bumblebee on the bag and go, oh, the Shropshire shit, we're going to let you go because we have an understanding? Now, that's a possibility. Maybe that's what it was. That. That's probably exactly what it was. Maybe since. that's what it was. Maybe it was, oh, we recognize this. Give it to us, but, but go ahead. That's probably exactly what it was. But then my question would be, why does Shropshire have him robbed now? Maybe he'd be a messy. Yeah, but like... I mean, it won't be revealed. We're going to see, right? It's yeah, episode one. That's, that's a question. So I have to put that question in my bank. What is, what is Black's relationship, Anderson's relationship to Shropshire? Write this down so we can make sure that we have a... At this point. Why well, I got to write it down? Because you have pen and pad in front of you all the time. That, all right. So that's number one question. Um, and I'll put it in my notes later and we can post it on the thing and make them answer it and they can guess. Gotcha. Black Shropshire relationship. Why did Shropshire did Shropshire allow Anderson to be robbed? Well, I think he did. I think that's what that strip club scene was about. No, no. Right, but I'm saying the why. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, damn, yeah, because the the way it was almost making it seem like them 300 grams that he had, like it seemed like he was basically trying to move work in the towers, which is not really his territory. So it almost sounds like he was stepping out of his territory. Who, Anderson? Anderson, yes, to do okay. something that he wasn't supposed to be doing. How do we know he was in the towers again? Because that's what uh, Kilpatrick said when he got when he got into the van. He was like, "Yo, oh, that got, time he got busted for yeah, it." Yeah, okay. he got busted in BT, and he had three hundred grams, and he got let go scot free. Mm-hmm. Now I agree with you. G Money is probably the nigga who let him go. However, G Money probably takes his information back to Shropshire, yeah, and say. Yo, we caught this nigga with 300 grams, but it wasn't your work. So Shropshire is like, oh, yeah? Or it was. No, I think it was his work. Shropshire's work has a bumblebee on it. Yeah, but but so they're not saying that like. I think he shouldn't. I think your point stands that he shouldn't have been there. One. Okay. And two, why you got 300 grams in your fucking car, son? Yeah, now that's messy as fuck. You see what I'm saying? Like, Or maybe you just you? read up. I don't know. I don't no. know. <laughs> what I, are you doing? Right. I guess we, we got to put that in the file for later. Even if you did, Rhea, why are you going to the towers after? Right. Like, why aren't you at the crib relaxing? Right. <laughs> okay. Okay, so that's so that's a legitimate question we need to come back to then. Um, because, yeah, the understanding that relationship. Because I'm, I'm just trying to understand where it got, un, like, what was the thread that pulled everything? I know the thread that really pulled everything was the tracker. That's the thing that started. Well, the the person ODing in the bumblebee bags, but the tracker is the thing that like that led them to the Cluel dude, mm-hmm. the guy who used to be a, a, an ex marine who was now who's now working for the Eastern District, mm-hmm. which they have laid out completely that Eastern District is full of a bunch of fucking opportunists, mm-hmm. full of a bunch of cro- crooked cops. It's like all of them yeah. is crooked cops in the Eastern. So, um, and I think it was even like that in the Wire too. That's where like Herc and yeah, like the asshole cops came out of the Eastern. Um, so, so that's that, right? Like the tracker led them to Cluel, who, you know, McDougal in his head is saying like, all right, why wouldn't they basically, why wouldn't they document that they were using a tracker in a system? Because we document it. 
everything that we did. Why didn't they do that? Mm-hmm. And that's when he was like, I'm going to hold on to this track. They'll come looking for it. And yeah. they'll come looking and for it. And then you realize that they didn't do it the right way and that it was just borrowed. Right. Yeah. So so basically, you know, McDougal is doing some real police work to say, all right, we, you know. So to me, that's the thing that's going to unravel everything is this fucking tracker. Okay. Right. Like, in my opinion, do do you have an opinion on that by any chance? I mean, yeah, I think it lays out. Yeah. Okay. I don't have, I don't have another answer. So okay. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, because apparently the tracker's mad expensive. The dude bought it on his own. He didn't buy it through the department because he came looking for it back when they did that other stop. When when G Money and the Rolex nigga did the stop, I don't know if he bought it. I think that it might have been checked out in his name. No, he didn't buy it. It was checked out in his name. That's how they got to him. That's how I found out it was him. He didn't buy it. No, he did buy it. He bought he. All right. So the conversation that like Hawk was having with McDougal, he was saying sometimes you know these niggas like they buy their own equipment. You know, because that that's how like hard pressed they offered. Now, albeit he probably bought it like for it, whether you spent your money on it for, you know, the city or whatever, but it's city issued because you had to check it out. Right. But the what lets me know is everybody's crooked is one dude checked it out for another dude. For another nigga. Right. 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 Like, oh, so why can't you say it? Right. Okay. Like Yeah, yeah. Let me so so basically the clue so the clue dude who checked it out. You don't take him as like directly corrupt. You just take him as like maybe naive. I take him as an opportunist. Right. Right, right, right. But I think he probably gets slid a couple dollars often. Something like that. Yeah. Okay, that type shit. Bad I, cop. I, I'm I do anything wrong. Not really. Yeah. But I'm being paid to shut up. Right. I'm I'm rolling with that. I'm rolling with that for sure. Um, but yeah, the tracker is clearly important here. Um, kind of jump into that scene too. With the Rolex dude, G Money, Clue with the tracker, they pulled over the guy for the obstruction of the license plate, and then obstructed his license. And then plate. obstructed it. Yeah. But the fucking the who was it? The lieutenant that came out. Why, why are you just pulling up in plain clothes? Why are you pulling up in a war suit? Just come for some pit barbecue. Damn, he like a fucking <laughs> Russian. But I think I, I think that was purposeful, just because he was basically dressed like a gangster. You know what I'm saying? On some gangster shit. Well, they were all plain clothes besides Cole. Besides the Marine, they were all in plain clothes. Okay. Right, 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 right. Yeah, true. And that might be just a product of the kind of work they do. True. Yeah, yeah. If you're trying to find weapons, you probably shouldn't walk around in a uniform. So, Sergeant Allers. Okay. So, this is how I'm taking it. This is how I'm taking it. Treasy got seven pages, pages of notes. Y'all, he's going to be unbearable this whole show. Six, actually. Six. <laughs> no no pun intended. It's six pages. Mm-hmm. All right. So, th- this, is how I'm, this is how I'm discerning it. Sergeant Allers was the, was the, in 2015, was the standing sergeant of the gun recovery task force, gun trace task force. Okay. That was the guy who pulled up fake this slap This is your tinfoil boxes. hat? The, the, I'm not going to say tinfoil hat. This is me kind of like putting together the timelines and the structure of things. Okay. And, and I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm just. You're guessing is what I'm, I'm saying. I'm guessing. Here. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. All right, so Sergeant Allers, 2015, was the sergeant in charge of the Gun Trace Task Force. He was Wayne. He was Wayne. Okay. Now, Mamadou gets picked up. They get the question in him. One of the, que- one of the things that he says to them was like, he was talking to them feds, and he was like, um, yeah, Sergeant Allers is one of y'all now, right? 
Like he works for the DEA now. Mm-hmm. And they had a face like, no, nah, Sergeant Alice don't motherfucking work with us. But so that's what Mamadou feels like. He's DEA, but he doesn't know it. Feds is like, he's not DEA. So I'm thinking Sergeant Allers might be the person that like- Who rolled. Who rolled initially, leaves this department, rolls over, lies to niggas and tell them he's moving up to the feds. Really, he just didn't fed probably witness protection mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. Gets his niggas in his department hemmed up. And Wayne is the nigga who takes over the job. You understand what I'm saying? That, and so in 2017 now, Wayne Jenkins is who Sergeant Allers was. I think Wayne's time. been there for a while because I, I, I'm still rolling with Mama doing him, whatever is related. Right. So I hear you, but my only alteration for my guess would be that something happened with Sergeant Allers where he might have left to avoid getting in trouble of some sort. Okay. And maybe started building the case there, sure. Okay. But Wayne been there for a while and working with them and allowing them to do this too because Wayne was also stealing. For I'm sure. not letting go of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, that's pretty obvious. Yeah. So I think that G Money and I want we what's Rolex boy's name? Right? No, Ryan maybe. It's like Rayum or Ram, something. Rayum. Like there you go. Yeah, I think it's Rayum. Um, so G Money and Rayum were there when Wayne was there. Yes. Allers left for whatever reason, maybe to keep himself safe. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But there is a a working connection between those two and and Wayne. It makes sense. I mean, they're all in the same department, the Gun Trace Task Force. Because that is indeed what G Money does. Okay. They're they're all gun trace task force. So that's how that's the relation in terms of like the department. So th- this entire department is just fucking corrupt, right? Like I don't even and I think they may even said that. Like the gun trace task force is just a corrupt division, period. You know. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, but what level they work on and what the hierarchy be to, because maybe he's just kind of like, maybe him and Mamadou are on the same level until something happens to Allers and then he moves up. You know, I, I don't know. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. I just, my only change to your guess would be that it wasn't a Allers is gone, Wayne comes in. Okay. It was a progression of some sort. Got it. Got it. Got it. I can see that too. Yeah. I, I can see that too. Um. Um... Okay, so on the law side, all right, so what do you think about the Nicole Steele lady, like the attorney lady? What do do you think her relationship is in all of this? Because it it almost seems like she's doing, she's doing the police work, or she's doing the work into just funneling down who the bad cops are. I think she's going to start pulling on another thread. Clearly. Right. Um, I think her... Her keenness on Hersel uh-huh. is going to pull a thread that's going to tie it all together again. Right. Um, that's what I think that her and Achman are here for, like to to kind of unwind that part of it to show how even that relates into the GTT. And in, I think Wayne is at, at the center of a lot of this. Mm. I, I think that he is going to be the epicenter of whatever's going on here. And I think that Nicole and the Civil Rights Office are going to show us the other side of how he's allowed to get away with this for so long. Right. It's going to become a thing of, you niggas knew. Yeah. And y'all let it happen. The same way she's like, all of y'all know this man is doing this and because it's quote unquote unsustained, everyone thinks it's okay. Right. She's going to happen upon people 
stealing and knowing about it and tying it all together. That's my guess. Let me ask you something. What do you think about Police Commissioner K. Davis? I think he's probably the most corrupt. He's probably the one, right? Yeah. What did you take from that scene when he walked in there and they just, he just looked at him and he was like, all the rest of them looked away, but he didn't fucking flinch. What did you take I from I know that? you're kind. Nigga, what? Yeah. Together. You nervous? You should be. What? It was, I did it. You know I did it. Supposed to be scared now? <laughs> well, Wayne kind of looked like. Why would you do this? Th- there was a look of like, res- like, th- there was. There it was, was audacity a- to me. Mm. It was, yeah, I'm in here. And I did it. You know I did it. See, I didn't get that look. I got like the look of, you know, like the hierarchy, right? Like the respect. But like the yo, you supposed to fucking protect me. Are you pl- you gonna protect me, right? That's, That's what, what I mean. I, like okay, the okay. you know I did this. Yeah, I did it. Right. But you know that I ain't shamed. Why I gotta be shamed? You right. know, because the way he said everyone else looked away, he just looked straight at me. Right. Everybody else was shamed. Uh, Wayne, nigga, you know what's up? Like you gonna you gonna ride this out, right? How could you let this happen? Right. We had an agreement. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So me and you came to the same place then that like I think the biggest the biggest He's the Koopa Troopa of this. Yeah, he's the Koopa Troopa. What you mean? Right. Yeah, K Davis. He is the Koopa Troopa. Is it for sure? And Marilyn Mosby, bitch. The nigga. you said who uh Marilyn Mosby? <laughs> so This is not a political podcast in real life, the, so we're not gonna get into it. The um so just a fun fact, man. The guy who played the um the uh the guy who came in and gave Wayne Jenkins the order to go see IAD. For the messed up vehicle. Huh? For the messed up vehicle. Right, right. I know him in real life. I worked really? with him. Really? Yeah, yeah. Chris, shout out to Chris Anderson, man. He, he, uh, He's the host on a show that I work on. You're Emmy nominated um, and famous. That's crazy. No, no, no. I wouldn't say famous. Uh, Emmy nominated for sure. I'd say that. <laughs> Period. <laughs> but yeah, man, he's, he's I, you know, I always thought he was an amazing actor, man. Shout out to Chris, man. I hope he's listening at some point. Uh, I always he's amazing on the show that I work on him with. Like he he's What's like the a host. Name of the it's show? called it's called Hometown Heroes. It's okay. it's it's way more of a, it's like a local show that like for this area, but you know it's aimed on like um shining light on people that's doing like major things in the community. Okay, you know Hometown Heroes basically, and um and I I think he's actually like he's an actor of course you know too, but I think he's also comes from law enforcement in real life. Okay, like I. I you know, I think he's like an ex-Marine, as a matter of fact. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but no, he, he, it was, it was cool seeing him in this, man, because he had a cool little speaking part and, you know, a cool little role. And I would assume that that's not the last we're going to see of him. So, Period. so shout out to Chris, man, for getting his role on, uh, We on the City. But, uh, yeah, yeah, he's from, uh, I think he's from more of like the Northern Virginia area than he is here. Okay. He's not, he's not from this area. I think he's from Northern Virginia. But yeah, really cool cat. But anyhow, um. Okay, so this shit is just so fucking dense. I agree with you though. I think Steele and Ahmed or Nicole and Ahmed are definitely they're they're coming at they're gonna find they're coming from the left. McDougal and Hawk yeah. are coming from the right. They're gonna meet in the middle. And they're gonna meet in the middle with this information that's gonna blow with the, the shit wide open. Yeah. And, and her being in civil rights office and the feds being involved and eager to be involved during a Freddie Gray trial. <sighs> 
gonna make it real easy for everybody to get along. To, and and it's and that's what we see. Everybody is like that was the other thing I took. I was like, oh, this is different than other cop shit because it's like everybody seems to be working together in some mm-hmm. some capacity. Um, what other scenes were important to talk about here? Um, let's see what else. Um. You saw Slim Charles, the nigga who played Slim Charles was the one who got pulled over yes. by Herschel. Um that, that was that was triggering. That was a yeah, that was a very like eye not eye-opening scene, because I know that kind of shit exists, but um yeah, triggering is probably the better word, man. It, you know, that's just fucking embarrassing, man. In front of his baby. In front of his son, man. You know what I mean? Like throwing his cars in the ground, like just the extra stuff like that. Like when I talk about the officer who used to pull me over all the time. Yeah. It was just because he could. That type of attitude. Like he right? he may have given me a ticket twice. Right. But it was I can. It was a look what I can do, and you can do nothing about it. Why why do you feel like he singled you out? Um, the first time he pulled me over, mm-hmm. I was a senior in high school, and I was going 27 and a 25. Mm-hmm. Pulled me over, and I asked him why. Right. He was like, Well, you were speeding. And I said I was going two miles over if I was doing like 27. Like. He he was also he also had the haircut. Oh, the haircut. The haircut, Got short it. white guy. Right. Right. Who even though he was just regular Virginia Beach police, he wore the little the brim yeah, tat. The shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I think that he was a person who happened to be a bad person who chose to be a cop. Right. Um. And then he saw me again and pulled me over for nothing. And there was how I was actually speeding. Uh-huh. I was like flying down Princess Anne, and he pulled <laughs> me over. Right. Um. And I think it was just a power trip. I don't know. Right. I don't know. It was just he could. Well, I, you know what? And I think also after the third, the second time he pulled me over, it terrified me. Mm. Because he didn't do anything. He just pulled me over, asking if I had warrants, like all kinds. Of, I'm just like, I'm a 19-year-old kid. Right. <laughs> I was like, no, like, should I be worried? Like, what are you? He was really, really nasty, really, really mean. And in my naivete, I went to the police station. And I wanted to tell, right? Of this, he said this, and he did that, and he was intimidating me on purpose. And it was, it was really, he just didn't handle me the way he should have. And they sent me on like a wild goose chase around the. Nobody did anything about it, but I'm sure it got back to him. Right. So, so then after that, every time he saw me, it was, was oh, you think you're scared? Then okay. See, because I was wondering if it was if you if you got the notion that like it was on some sexual shit. I think that was part of it. Interesting. I think that's part of it. That's fuck. That's gotta be terrifying, man. I've had a cop pull me over to ask my number before. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I can't fuck with that type shit, man. Mm-hmm. And he just, it, it just, he couldn't understand why that was. I cried. Yeah. I was like, "You pulled me over to get? Do you like? I was, I was, and that this was not that long ago. Ain't nothing cool about that, man. It's terrifying. Why would you do that? Yeah, ain't nothing cool about that, man. But, but. Mm-hmm. That it'd be little shit like that that I think um these motherfuckers don't realize, you know, like it was it, nighttime, bro. <sighs> I am a girl in my car by right. myself, driving down 64, and you pulled me over because you thought I was pretty. Ain't that much pretty in the world. I slam first of all, I'm not that fine. <laughs> Let's just keep it a band. And two, I am a girl by myself, and you are the police. You are yeah, Norfolk PD. That's fucking crazy. Are you man. on drugs? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry that happened, man. Fuck yeah, fuck that cop, man. Dog. And he was like, I didn't mean to. I did. What? What? Yeah. 
Hello? He's just socially, like, fucking stupid. That's a problem, too. Like, there are some cops who were fucking nerds all their lives. Mm-hmm. And now they got a badge on and a gun in their head. They got some authority. And 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 Jenkins' uh, initial sort of speech somewhat spoke to that. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, I'm sorry that happened to you though. For sure. I mean, man. I'm fine. Thank you though. Um. All right. I'm just because so much fucking shit happened, dog. Like, I'm, I think a lot happened, but a lot of it was just laying the groundwork. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know if it was. Yeah, it was all important, but a lot of it was just here's the seed. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. God bless you. Well, they they let us know. God bless you. Thank you. Um, IAD is heavily present, mm-hmm. right? Like they were, they had to be present during the raids. You know, because y'all playing. Well, it's too much going on. What I took is that like the outskirts, right? The counties are a lot more proactive than the than Baltimore City is. Yeah, I think it was. What's happening there cannot come out here. Yeah, it doesn't. We don't play like that. Or even if we do, they can't know. Yeah, and and I <laughs> and I'm sure what goes into that too is that like we can't afford the civil suits, right? You know what I mean? We can follow the money. Yeah. yeah, we can't afford like Baltimore got more money than whatever they could do whatever, but we can't afford no Freddie Gray yeah. fucking situation. Bro. And we don't have the manpower for it. Yeah, like that would that would turn this into something different, man. They would burn the city to the ground. Yeah. So, um. I'm glad they spoke on that sort of thing. So there, there is a level of policing that is happening with, within the police department for the police because they don't fuck with IAD and IAD is heavily present. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the, uh, so another thing that they talked, I thought a really important scene was when Nicole went to go talk to the judge. Mm-hmm. Right. And the judge knew Herschel by name. Right. Listen. Herschel got that reputation, like you said. But then he talked about a list. There was a podcast about that list. Really? Yes. Keep talking. I'm going to find it. The list where Mm -hmm. he said it was 24 police officers that are no longer able to take testify to testify because they lie because they've been caught in perjury or you know on the brink of perjury too many fucking times. And the list includes officers like that and officers whose reputation is so bad Mm -hmm. that they're not credible anymore. That's fucking So they'll ruin wild. your case if you put them on the list. That's fucking wild. And no one tells you about the list. Yeah. So you know that it exists. It it, it exists openly. You don't you can just go get it. Yeah. But no one's going to tell you about it because it'll help the um defense. It'll help the defense, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I just it? thought that that shit was fucking crazy, bro. Like I, very important scene. It's not um, definitely. Because it just shows you like almost how complicit the judicial system has to be in this situation because they're like, they're they're kind of they're kind of caught on the citizen slash financial end of like the whole thing. So it's like the shit that the police department does. I have to be the person that presides over that mm-hmm. and to hold the city responsible. But also, I'm employed by who who are like judges employed by? Are they employed by cities or states? I think it depends. I think it's both. Okay. Yeah, because there's there's a state supreme court, mm. so it's cities and states, I believe. Interesting. So, like, if you're employed by the city that you that you have to judge against in a civil suit, essentially, you're fucking. It's called the Lori List. The Lori List. And it is on a podcast called. It's on Death Resulting. We talked about it before. Okay. The Lori Death List. L A U R I E. If you want to Google it. That's crazy. 
But yeah, that's got to be wild. If you're a presiding judge over a civil suit case, and then basically your judgment. Hey, man, we need all of our lawyers that listen to this show. Shout out to you, Chris, and maybe Alexandra. Yes. Uh, right? Like, yep. we need y'all, I need y'all to chime in on this one. If a judge basically judges in favor of a civil suit that goes, that basically has to be paid by their employer, like, what does that look like? Right? Or is that even like a real thing? You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, you Correct have to hold I'm... your employer accountable. Aren't aren't a lot of judges voted in? Am I bugging? Well, that's on the Supreme Court level. I don't know how it works on the state level, but even so, even if they're voted in, we're who who's paying? Well, you're responsible. Money, right? You're taxpayer, so you're you're not responsible to the police department. You're separate. There's still that separation. Okay, so when you when you do a civil suit, you're holding the police department accountable. Yeah, the civil suit isn't against the city. It's against the department. Got it. Okay, that's where my mix-up was happening. Yeah, so if you were to sue the city of Virginia Beach, Virginia would preside over it. Virginia would preside over it. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, so judges do work for the... They 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 work for for the people. That's why I'm like, uh, I think that's why I think they're voted in. Got it. But I don't think they are. I think you're right. I think they're just hired, but that separation... Yeah, I'm sure it's a little bit of... Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. There is a separate... That's where I was fucking up, though, not realizing that it's the police department that gets held accountable, not the... The, the three, uh, what's it called in civics? The three areas of government are still separate. They're, Legislation, judicial. No, I know what they're called, but I'm saying what are the, what's the title of those three areas? Either way, they're separated in all forms of government. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good, 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 good. Um. So yeah, to me, that was a very important scene. And then- Because um, that list going to come back. Yeah, well, over and over. Yeah, that's definitely going to be a reoccurring theme here because it sounds like the whole Eastern District is on that <laughs> list. Um, and then the conversation with Nicole and and Commissioner Davis, uh, talking about the Fabian Laronde. I think that was his name, Fabian Laronde. And that was purposeful because we also know Laronde is a black man. Got to be right. That's the, when she was like, "What's the difference?" I was like, "Yeah, clearly the difference." He's is a nigga. Yeah. Um, he was like, well, he has five and they're sustained. I wonder why they got sustained. Yeah, five claims that are sustained. So that allows him to basically sidestep the police union mm-hmm. and sit his ass down, but still paid though. Mm-hmm. Just get his ass off the streets waiting for trial. So regardless of whether or not your claim your uh, claims are sustained or not, these guys are still drawing paychecks. And keep in mind that- And that's the thing. Sidestepping the union and red tape is not- a thing that you really have to it, that's a reputation thing mm. that's not like a a process you have to go through what the unions to my understanding you can do that anyway like you can punish a cop you just don't want to piss off the union or you don't want to piss off the people surrounding it yeah it's not so much as you need their permission to punish them it's a i don't want to make them mad yeah well i, I like, would imagine there's kind of you know you don't have to ask a union to punish somebody Y'all just have come to an agreement about what the punishment looks what like, the punishment but looks like, right. you don't have to ask them that. You are still the commissioner. So for you, it's, I want to save relationships and we can, you know, they have to understand with five. Well, no, they got to understand he's a nigga. Well, but you know, unions control the laborers. So like if- Union, well, most, a lot of unions are corrupt. He, I have reason course. to believe BPD's union probably is corrupt. They're probably at the top of Police corruption. unions in general. I would imagine I don't trust the them. very top of corruption. And I'm probably a fan of unions for the most part, but I feel like the police ones 
Yeah, that's a little that's that's a little a, different. That's a different playing field. But yeah, I mean, clearly the department can't handle uh, an employee uprising from the right from the the police side because they're already a shortage. They 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 had a specific word they kept calling it. Um, Reductions like that. It, it, yeah, it was something. Some specific word. And uh, they were so specific about it. It was like, oh, well, I wonder what this means. This must actually mean something. I know you wrote it down. Uh, yeah, I did. I was looking for it, but I'm trying not to look too long because it's going to be just like a long space. Either way, it was, was the crying. niggas not working. Yeah, basically. Like purposely. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, we're here. We're not going to do anything. Like when you saw her recording them and like, well, can't do it our way with sleeve. Right. We don't want to. And like how um the black cop with her was like, Marilyn Mosey not indicting me. Let's go. Mosby. Crazy, man. Um, they finna indict her. <laughs> That's a whole nother topic. Um, yeah, I, I think that's I think that's kind of it in a nutshell. I, I feel yeah. like we kind of like covered all uh oh. So it sounds like the feds came for seven officers. Right. So like what you mean? When 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 Commissioner Davis got the news that basically the feds wanted to speak with Wayne Jenkins. Mm-hmm. He was saying something like, he was like, all seven? Yes, he did say that. So okay. there's seven people total that the feds apprehended or that his department's finna lose. That's a lot. That is a lot. And it sounds like they may all be I think G-Money's in that number. He's gotta be. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if the structure of the series, because this is only a six-episode series, I wonder if the structure of this series is going to be a different person's testimony every episode i hope so that kind of like leads us through different details of what happened and how things came to be i hope this gets dragged out i would like a season of this i would like a couple seasons of this i don't know if there's a couple seasons of content if it's gonna stay true right but i'm a fan yeah i think um fucking marlo i was pleasantly surprised i mean not i knew it was gonna be good man The, the writing was impeccable it's very dense. I, I'm always a fan of things that I'm always a fan of things that drop you off in a world and have no consideration of explaining this world to you. Yeah. They're using, figure it out. They're using uh abbreviations. They're speaking above your head. They and, assume you're intelligent. I yeah, like shows like that. I like shows like that too. And this one did it because it keeps me engaged. I had to keep stopping and yeah. looking shit up. Like what the Like fuck I had is to watch it twice. Exactly. And that's not something I normally do. Exactly. Right? Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like six episodes is probably enough because it seems like it's telling one specific story about one specific unit Mm -hmm. and one specific police department. I'm just being greedy. I get you. But, but I feel you like if they were to turn this into like. If they were to fictionalize it. Yeah. I'd watch this. To keep going. That shit would be awesome as a bitch. And I hope it stays where it's not trauma porn. I don't, I'm going to be very disappointed if it just becomes a bunch of beating on people. I don't want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they're kind of sensitive to it. I hope so. Because um, even in The Wire, they kind of were. They they Like I said that before, they took really, really good care of the characters in The Wire. Yeah. And I hope they do the same here. Yeah. I, I think uh, that's the sentiment that I get. I mean, I think that they ha- definitely have a perspective mm-hmm. that they're trying to really um, impart on us. But And they assume we're smart, like you said. So mm-hmm. I don't need to show you that you know what we're talking about. Right, right. Yeah. Um, anything that you feel like we needs to, need to be uncovered? No, I think we got our questions out and we can post them. So, so 
just just so we kind of understand the structure here. I'm taking it like McDougal, Hawk, Kilpatrick. These are the protagonists. They're the good guys, yeah. Nicole, protagonist. Ackman, protagonist. Ackman, protagonist. Um, Jenkins, antagonist. G Money, antagonist. Mm-hmm. Ram. Who's Ram? Uh, Ram, yeah, Ram, uh, antagonist. Uh, Commissioner Davis, still up in the air. I'm thinking antagonist. Maybe, maybe. Okay. So I think it's I got to survive here and I inherited this bullshit and I had to figure out how to make it work somehow. Right, right, right. Okay. He's still the Koopa Trooper, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's more along the lines of, what the fuck was I supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah. They did throw him a bag of shit. That's for sure. Um, I'm, I'm excited for next episode. Yeah. Um, Hopefully we can kind of come in here and just get straight to the shits a little bit more, you know, the... We set it up, so we should be able to. I hope so. I yeah. hope so. Unless you have more movie recommendations, so. Who me? You. Movie rec. Shut up. Just you talking saying. shit right now? Huh? You talking I shit, yo? What I do that? You talking shit? That's crazy. Um, bet that man. Well, that's that for the we own this city episode yes. one. I, I can't even call it season one because no. it sounds like it's just a limited series. Boo. So, uh. We'll be back next week for episode two and hopefully the offer, well, not hopefully, the offer in between then. Yep. So until next week or until a few days, depending on which show you watch. Talk in a couple days. Yeah, man. Holla. Bye, friends. This has been an On Ear Network production.